Hi, and welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Milius, and I'm so glad that you're here and can't wait to introduce to you Michael Webb. Michael Webb is a young adult fantasy author who lives in Dallas, Georgia, in the United States. He only recently took up writing and fell in love with it. The Shadow Knight Trilogy is his debut series, and it has already sold over 40,000 copies. He's looking forward to writing more soon. Let's dive into the pond and meet Michael. Welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I am so excited to bring to you Michael Webb. Michael, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Jen. I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad you are, and I would love for you to start with how'd you get into writing? Oh, well, um, almost three years ago now, uh, I, I it's kind of like, um, I've always been a big reader, uh, but never writing. Uh, to be honest, I hated writing growing up. Uh, like, high school assignments, college assignments. I ran as far as I could to avoid them. I, I hated the idea, the act of it, which is which is kind of crazy, but I've always loved reading. Um, and as I grew older, uh, I got more and more to, you know, reading uh, fantasy, uh, thrillers, young adult, um, you know, some mystery, some uh, variety of genres I got into. But the, the one thing that struck me was that moment when you're reading a book and there's some maybe a character that you love or a, a plot piece that's like oh that's amazing like I love how the author brought that around and you're like you're, you're sitting reading a book but you're cheering for someone and like my face is like grinning because of what I'm reading in the story I love that feeling and so about three years ago I started mulling around the idea that would be cool to create my own story like that. Because I know what I like. I know when I read a book, I'm like, oh, that was awesome. That was amazing. And like, I, I think I could do that. I think I could come up with my own story that incorporates some of those and build something that I can share with others. So it kind of started as an idea. And I'm very much a, a self-motivated go-getter type of guy. Like if I all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go do it. Uh, running. I was into running. I was like, I, I want to run a marathon one day. I'm like, all right, let's sign up for that one. Let's do a training plan. And boom, marathon is done. You know, that's, that's kind of my personality is setting a goal, having a plan and doing it. So I came up with a goal of, I want to write a novel. Never written anything before. Like literally never written anything before. Don't know how it works. Don't know if it would be good at all don't know anything about the editing process, the publishing process. I just thought, I'll write a, write a novel. I don't know how I'll put it together. I'll probably sell a handful of copies to friends and family, and that'll be it. So that's how I started. But I really didn't know if it would be any good at all. So when I first started, I, uh, I was sitting at a restaurant, had my laptop up, and I just started putting together some, uh, like a, like a first chapter, just throwing down some ideas. All right, they start here, they're doing this. I had no planning whatsoever. Just dropped down in a scene, threw some characters names on there, started with the plot. And I wrote, uh, over that day and the next, I wrote the first chapter. I'm like, all right, let's, let's read this. How, how bad is this was basically what I was wondering. Um, and I read it back. I'm like, it's not too bad. 
it's 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 not it needs some polish it needs some work but i think i could do this so that's what really fully formed the idea of okay if i'm going to do this i'm going to do it and i'm going to write it and it's going to be 500 page novel and it's going to be this big thing story complete story beginning to end so i really dove in head first i had no idea how much work it was going to be um i'm glad that i didn't otherwise it might have been a little more daunting i may, may not have taken that first step but um getting into it was was cool because what i quickly found was i absolutely loved the story creation process building the characters building the the, the plot the world the you know the twists and turns the action scenes the um you know the disappointments the victories it's so much fun writing that so i i decided i i fell in love with writing and even before i had published the first book i already decided i was going to start with second uh, i was i was going to keep going because i had fallen in love with it so the what was really interesting after that first draft because that was my my initial goal was i want to write a novel and in my mind it was I put the story out there and it is, you know, one draft, I maybe, maybe clean it up a little bit, but then it's done. I didn't realize I wasn't even close to done at that point. Uh, I, I, I went back and edited it myself. And then uh, luckily I took some time to do research of what comes next. You know, if you're going to really publish a book, uh, which as I put more and more hours into writing, I realized if I'm going to, put this much effort into writing a story i might as well make it good so what what, is, what does it take to take a rough draft and make it good like if i go into barnes and noble and see books on a shelf how, how can i get my books to stand up against those books so what needs to happen and that's when i dug into all the different types of editing that are out there i learned about alpha readers or beta readers uh, i learned about um, story creation how you you know, you can create urgency in the story, have goals, have characters that have character arcs as they change over the course of the story. Uh, I learned about teasing an event, but then holding back and bringing it back later in the story. Uh, I learned about active voice and versus passive voice, uh, uh, showing versus telling. So all these things were a steady process that I learned from books and podcasts and uh, other writers, I, I spent a lot of time on Facebook, different Facebook groups looking for advice about writing and how it works and how do you make a story great. And then every time I would learn something, it'd be like, all right, I got to rewrite everything now. <laughs> so I would go back to my draft and you know, I, I would edit it myself and then I would edit it again. And okay, I need to incorporate this. So let's add a chapter here. And This is bad. Let's cut this chapter. And uh, lots and lots of back and forth of trying to trim it up, make it to where it feels like a legit book. So that first book took a lot of time. It was, it was about 18 months from when I first started writing to when I finally got it published. But I, I really needed that time because I had no idea what I was doing. So, and, so uh, let's hit on a few things here. Yeah. So first off, I love the fact that you, you know, set out to try something look at it and then kept going with it and to your point you learned a lot about the craft and the different mm -hmm. elements of it that bring a, a book bring a story together but 
it sounded like you sort of started with the plot first and then built the characters out from that. Is that, is, is that the way it worked for you? Or did you think through your characters first and then let the plot evolve because the characters were working, showing themselves more to you and then they're bumping up against it and going, right. oh, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was, it was definitely some of that. I tried to have a little foresight into what will this character be like? But what I found was funny is as I wrote the story and I get to the end of the story, I'm like, wait a second. Like, this is not that person. Like I even wrote up a sheet of here's their personality. This is what they're like. And I get to the end of the book. I'm like, I didn't do that at all. Like that, that just, it didn't pan out. Uh, in some ways I, I had to go back and change because I wasn't being very close sticking to my plan. I just kind of went here, there and everywhere, not knowing where I was going. Uh, so that first book was very much a, you know, I, I was a pantser. I was writing from the seat of my pants, figuring out where I went as I went. But I, I didn't always like where I ended up. So it took a lot of rewrites. So the character piece, some of it was, all right, what's this character like? You know what? I don't think he should be like that. At this point in the story, he needs to be more this way. So I would go back and edit it again. And I'll find another character like, yeah, this character is not coming off the way I intended. You know what? I need to edit them again or add more scenes with them to bring out some aspect of it. Um, since that first book, I've gotten a lot more organized. So before I start writing, I have a much better outline of character personalities and descriptions and their arc of what they're doing and the plot as well. I have a much better idea of where am I going? Not necessarily every scene, but key moments of the book. So then I will write to get to the next moment, to get to the next moment, which really helps me make sure I end up in a place that matches what I want. Very cool. Very, very cool. Because, you know, I love how you said, like you get to the end and then the character is kind of going almost like they're, you're, they're sitting there with you in the room going, really? This is, this is <laughs> how did this happen to us? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, let's go back. So when you are, when you were working through that and you were blending different elements to your point of things that you like. So I know young mm -hmm. adult, I know fantasy and the, mm -hmm. the thriller elements to it as well. How did you blend all of the genres so that it felt like a story that really you could get behind and you kind of mm -hmm. had an idea of how you would best position it when you're talking about it? Because when you're blending the genres in such a way, sure, sometimes that can be a little it's a cool idea, but then it can be a little difficult of, well, now how do I position how do this? How do I right. put it out there? Yeah. When someone says, what's your book about? Like, how do you, how do you do that? Um, I have found that it's been a challenge in some ways when I, as I learn more about writing, I, when I approach future books, I almost want to answer that question at the beginning and then write the story around what is this book about? You know, it's like, what, what's, what's the hook? and decide the hook before you even plan out the story. Uh, and for my, my first book, or for my first, the trilogy, uh, I, I'm, I'm the reverse of that. So I'm like, okay, I wrote this story and now what is it? How do I, how do I sell it? So what I did was I like, uh, I like fantasy. That's my favorite genre, the medieval traditional fantasy setting. Uh, but I also like young adult. Uh, I like books that are accessible to younger audiences, yeah. but I didn't want to write for younger audiences. I didn't want to write it specifically because there's some young, young adult books, you read them and they're just, 
they're campy, the conversations are more silly, and they're specifically trying to reach middle school age or high school age or even you know later elementary age uh, with the humor of the book is more young adult humor. So what I specifically tried to do was I wrote a book for adults. The, the story, the, the themes, they are things that adults can relate to. Not that they're adult content, but they're relatable to adults. But I made the content appropriate enough to where young adult readers could still enjoy it. And what I found that it's been a great mixture because kids as young as nine to people as old as 88 have come back saying, I absolutely have fallen in love with your book. I love your character. I love the plot. It's a breath of fresh air. Uh, and so it's been a nice mixture of this young adult slash adult audience. And it's not, it's not fantasy as in uh, Lord of the Rings. It's not dragons and wizards and elves. Uh, it's more a realistic world in a medieval setting, but it has fantasy elements to it. Maybe some special powers, if you will, uh, to kind of add that fantasy piece, you know, made up world, made up animals and plants and stuff like that. Uh, but it's not what you would, I wouldn't consider it high fantasy. It's more realistic fantasy. Uh, and I found there's a great market for it. Every once in a while, I run into readers who will stumble across it. They'll find it on Amazon and they'll say, this wasn't what I was looking for. You know, they, they were maybe looking for that high fantasy, uh, like an adult novel, or some people, uh, someone said they were looking for a grim dark, like a really gritty type of book. And they were disappointed because it wasn't that. So I think in some ways, I, I maybe could have done that better. Uh, that, you know, it's important to market your book and to present it, the cover, the title, the description, everything as this is a young adult epic fantasy book. Uh, and if you like that genre, then you're going to like this book. And every once in a while, I get people in that doesn't quite match that. Most of the time, they still enjoy it, but I, I find some exceptions to that. You Okay, you've touched on a couple of things I really want to make sure we talk about. One of which is, so to your point, you were creating a world, you, but you had it an idea of what you wanted it to be but how did you keep all of the elements straight did you I mean <laughs> did you have a spreadsheet that you were working to keep to have everything lined up or how did you keep I always have spreadsheets <laughs> <laughs> how did you keep that moving yeah um so a couple different ways uh, I write in Scrivener so I keep track of all my stuff in uh, like a document characters names descriptions in there uh, I drew a map of the world that was really helpful uh, that it's it's one it's printed out but then I worked it into the computer it's actually in the books with all the geography because I like knowing the world where the mountains the rivers the the trees because that informs your story uh, to be able to figure out okay we're traveling this direction what are we gonna oh we're gonna cross the river all right let's throw that in the story um, but then I, I kept a notebook of world elements uh, you know some people call it like a, a world bible or something um, it's Anytime I create a new animal, I would write it down in there or, or fruit or uh, meat. Uh, you know, what types of plants are they? You know, medicines, what medicines did they use? So I would make a note of something I either made up or a real world thing like they eat uh, meat, they eat cows, you know, they eat pork, you know, they eat chicken. You know, so I would add that into my food section of what do people eat? And then I would throw in something random like verquash which is like a vegetable it's like a 
you know, this purple, kind of like a squash versus zucchini versus eggplant. Uh, so that's in the story, but it's made up. And so I'll have these aspects of things that are invented and I just write them down. And then later on in the book, I'm like, okay, I need a food here. Let's see. It. Yeah, let's throw, let's throw the bolo fruit back in, you know, to reference it again. Um, so anytime I make up something, I'll try to jot it down somewhere. Because I found as I got farther and farther along, you know, the final trilogy is, you know, around 400 pages long. I find it's very difficult to remember what were all those things I built and made up, invented way back when? Um, so those sheets really helped me stay organized. Absolutely, absolutely. The other thing that I really wanted to touch on that you said just previous to that was about the response. That mm. part of it was the response with, you know, how do people understand the positioning, how to communicate it when they're blending genres in particular, but still, mm -hmm. it sounds like you did a wonderful job for people to mm -hmm. really get a feel for it, especially with such an awesome age range to be excited about yeah. it. So this is amazing. I'm enjoying it. Fresh <laughs> air. So yeah. what was the response like and how did you kind of work through that? Yeah. Um, that's been the most fun part of the whole process. At first it was, uh, I want to write a book. I'll sell a few copies to friends and family. Eventually, I set a goal of I wanted to sell 500 copies, which I thought, okay, if I sell 500 copies, maybe I'll make back, make back my money, like editing costs, cover design costs. So that was kind of my, my goal going into it. But I had no clue. Am I going to sell 50? Am I going to sell 1,000? I don't know. And once I put the book out there, the feedback I started getting from, at first, it's friends and family, because those are the only people who know me, the only people who are going to buy it. And it was really good. But when your mother tells you that it's great, eh, I mean, is she wrong? You know, not necessarily, but you can't necessarily count on that when it's someone who's close. But I kept getting more and more feedback. It was really positive. Like people going out of their way to note how impressed or surprised they were because they first say, Michael Webb wrote a book. Sure, I'll read it. Holy cow. I like while they're reading it, they forget that it was written by me and they're just enjoying it for the book that it is. But what really impressed me was about a month and a half in that I really reached a turning point. Uh, I got the book out. No one knows who I am at all. I have no name recognition, but it starts to sell and I get reviews and people start to tell other people and it grows and grows. So about a month and a half in, I, I see the, the sales start to tick up. And I'm like, holy cow, this is crazy. And I would get reviews back from someone in the UK, someone in Australia, someone in California that I don't know who they are. First time I saw reviews from names I didn't recognize, that was a cool moment because they found it somehow. I have no idea how. And they're leaving these glowing reviews like this book really got me back into reading. It was, it was a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, one person told me that, that I'm now their new favorite author and they read like 30 books a year. Uh, one girl told me she's dressing up to be a shadow knight for Halloween this year because she enjoys my books so much. Um, so the, so the sales kind of kept going up and up and eventually it kind of became something of its own on Amazon to where now that Amazon knows it's a sellable book, it starts putting it out on also bots, you know, when you're on Amazon or when they send out promotional emails, here's a book we think you may enjoy. And they would advertise for me. 
and then the reviews blew me away like because i i expected in my mind if i'm going to write a book i'm not a writer so it's probably going to be okay that was what i expected going in uh, maybe maybe just above okay but the feedback i get is the majority are five star reviews from people who don't know me and they're just picking up a book to read it you know you go to barnes and noble you pick up a book you expect it to be awesome because it is a professionally written book and that's what people were saying about my book which was mind-blowing and then it just kind of kept going and going and going and then I published book two and it was even more and I just recently published book three now I have the whole series out and my original goal of 500 copies I just passed 45,000 uh, across all three books yeah that is um, awesome yeah so that's been that's been very exciting it's it's really changed my perspective about writing in general is it's not just a bucket list idea of all right check that off and and move on it's something that i i've grown passionate about and i love it and now i have this audience of people out there i publish a book and they read it in two days and they contact me saying that was amazing i love it when's the next book coming out i'm like give me a break like do you know how long it took me to write that um so that's my hope now is to keep putting out books i've got you know several more that i'm working on now in hopes of continuing to get a backlist of of more books but yeah the, the response overall has been the biggest surprise for me um because you, you don't you don't know what it's like when you're doing it yourself you need people to validate it uh so hearing from complete strangers who have no idea who they are saying that they absolutely love it um just blows my mind and it, it never gets old so let me ask you a question off of that, because first, I think that that is absolutely wonderful that you have received such glowing feedback, especially to your point when it's unsolicited from people you right. don't know. There's just something really amazing that happens because you just realize I've really touched somebody and that feels so good. And the other thing is, how would you, what would you offer to writers who are aspiring to be in that space? What type of encouragement or tips would you give them so that they can ultimately reach a goal like mm -hmm. that too? Yeah, for me, I've had that question a lot because a lot of writers will come to me saying, what did you do? You know, what, what, what is your secret? You know, what, what's the formula? That's what everyone wants to know. What's the formula so I can repeat that and do it myself? And I, I kind of break it down to two areas. One is it has to be a good story. No matter what you do down the road, if the story is not good, all of your efforts will eventually fall flat. Because you can you can do ads, you can market, you can get so much you know publicity, um, but then if you're getting two three star reviews or you know three to four star reviews even on Amazon, then and the reviews are mediocre, no one's going to be telling their friends, "Hey, I just read this book. You should check it out," because they're not excited about it. And Amazon's not going to try to promote it because they see, hey, it's not doing so well. So that goes back to the craft of writing. You know, what is it that people like about stories? There's a, the approach I took when I was creating it was, what do I enjoy in a book? I mentioned that earlier. When I first started, before I started creating the story was, what gets me excited about reading a book? Uh, like The Name of the Wind is my favorite book of all time it's by Patrick Rothfuss. And I thought, what do I love about that book? And I pick out certain scenes. Like, I love that scene because 
the character did this. And I love this scene because this is what happened here. So I wrote down this sheet of paper of about eight different things that I absolutely love. I'm like, okay, how can I incorporate that feeling into my book? And that's really, that was the plotting I did from the beginning. I said, I did a lot of pants writing, but I did plot out. I want a moment where this happens. And I want a scene where this happens. And I think that's what really resonates with readers is they get those moments. And I, I tried to you know, build up the characters and the scenes and you get to the boom, this is the, you know, where the hammer gets dropped in. And you want that emotional response of, oh, I can't believe that happened to the character. Or you love, you're cheering for them and they had a victory and you celebrate it with them. That's what gets the readers excited when they finish the book and they want to tell people because they had those cool moments. So that's part of the advice is make sure your book connects with readers. You're not just telling a story point A to point B, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about the characters. I'd see what they did. They have to be invested in your characters. They have to be excited about the story you're telling. They need to be emotionally moved in some way. You're not relating information. You are creating emotions in your readers. And you want that emotional journey to be something they appreciate being on. So that's part one. You have to have that in your story. Otherwise, anything else you do is going to fall flat. And the second is you have to work your tail off to market it. Uh, and that's something that I think that I put a lot of effort, a lot of creative ideas into how do I get the word out? Because I am a no name. Nobody has any idea who Michael Webb is. Uh, so I made sure, how can I do that? What are the free avenues I can do that? What are the ones where I can pay to get the word out within reason to get a, hopefully a better return on that? But I really focused a lot because I'm brand new and I don't know if anything's gonna sell, what can I do for free or very low cost to get the word out? Very first thing, this was definitely not low cost, but uh, I emphasize to any author is invest in a good cover. Because if you have a bad cover, you will not get readers. Uh, I will not buy a book with a cheesy looking cover. I just, I instantly assume the quality of the book is not good. Uh, so I invested a lot into a, uh, illustrated professionally created cover uh, and that's probably one of the best initial feedbacks I get anytime I'm sharing it somewhere is holy cow that cover looks amazing and what that does is it draws them in and now they're reading the description of the book and now they might potentially buy it but without that good cover I think a big portion of my success would not have been there without the book cover I had and that costs money it doesn't have to cost a ton of money but it Almost 99% you know, of the time, you will not have a good cover unless you have some sort of investment in it. Uh, and that is on the marketing side. That is getting the word out. It has to look attractive. Absolutely. Right. Michael, this has been awesome. Where can people mm -hmm. connect with you and where can they get your books? Uh, so you can connect with me. I'm on social media on Instagram and Facebook. My handle is Michael Webb Novels. Uh, so connect there. I'm always posting behind the scenes. What am I writing? Uh, you know, what's being uh, published? What's being said about the books? Kind of a, uh, a the look at where I'm at. Uh, my website is michaelwebnovels.com. Uh, I have information about books, upcoming books. Uh, I have a, a Michael Webb uh, MWN Select, which is my, uh, my exclusive readers group. Pictures and uh, other updates are on there. 
but my books are on Amazon. There are some other places, but primarily on Amazon, uh, an ebook, paperback, hardback, uh, audiobook on Audible. Uh, the third book is coming out on audiobook and should be the end of November. Um, but the rest of them are all out there. So, um, yeah, I'd love to hear from anybody. Uh, you can connect with me from my website or anywhere on social media. And if anyone's interested in a great young adult epic fantasy trilogy, uh, check out the Shadow Knights trilogy. Uh, the Last Shadow Knight is the first book in it. And uh, I think it's something you'll enjoy. Thank you so much, Michael. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. I'm so glad you were here and know there were some valuable nuggets shared to keep going, keep writing, and keep sharing your work. I'm a big believer that if you have a book that's in your heart to write, then there's someone else out there who needs to read it. Your story needs to be shared, so you have to write it and get it out into the world. Until next time, keep swimming upstream while going with the flow and get your book into the world. To learn more about Tough Fish and jump into the pond, visit jennifermilius.com forward slash tough fish.